Hey, I'm Cameron, and thanks for checking out this message today. We're glad that you are here and would love to get connect with you and your family. One easy way you can do that is to text River Connect to 97000. You can also visit our website at theriverchurch.cc to learn more about us and some of our upcoming events. Lastly, if you would like to give to the River Church today, you can text the amount that you want to give to 84321, or you can head to our website and click the Give tab at the top of the page. Thanks again for joining us, and we hope you enjoy today's message. I'm so glad to be with you this morning, as Josh put uh, uh, earlier today, that if you don't know who I am, my name is Elijah Edwards, and I am our family director here at the River Church Lake Orion, and I am very happy to be with you and talking with you this morning. I'm usually back in our kids' area, so I'm mostly used to, you know, kids answering questions and stuff, so um, I was asked uh, earlier while going through this by Josh whether it's more intimidating to talk to kids and to preach to kids or to adults, but uh, I actually prefer adults in a lot of ways because none of you are going to raise your hand midway through saying, Mr. Elijah, can I go to the bathroom. So um, that helps quite a bit. If, uh, <laughs> so by pure habit, if you raise your hand, it might be like, yes, it's back there. Just go walk back there. You don't have to ask. Um, so there's that. Also, I won't uh, be able to, you know, uh, if you're like turned around and everything like that, I'll be like, please turn around. <laughs> like, stuff like that. It's like, you can do what you want. But um, I was actually kind of uh, laughing to myself when I was writing this because I was kind of realizing that um, I had written a sermon for almost each age group. I wrote a sermon for uh, kids camp uh, for our kids group, and I wrote a sermon for our students, and now this one for adults. So uh, one more I just need is a little five-minute sermon for babies and toddlers, and then I'll be set for the rest of this. But I'm, again, just super happy to be here, super happy with this, and I'm really excited to be preaching this morning about the topic of next steps, because I feel at least in my life, and at least in my journey, that is something that has always been a pretty big question in my life. Um, if you were to ask me early on, uh, whether I knew what next steps were, or what it uh, looked like to take those next steps, I would have told you, I don't know. I don't know what that looks like in my life. You see, when I was growing up, uh, the church that I attended, um, our motto was helping people take next steps with God. And I didn't quite grasp that concept. I just thought, you accepted Jesus, and there you go, you're good to go. And uh, we had that motto all the way through from our nursery. Our nursery said helping kids take first steps with God. So I understood that. I knew with that that ultimately the first step on your journey with Christ is what it says in Romans 10.9, which is, uh, if we pull it up, that, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, you can turn to a lot of these passages. I'm going to be jumping around a little bit today. Uh, but with Romans 10.9, it says, because if you confess with your mouth. So I'm going to be doing something real quick with this. We did at kids camp. I'm going to be doing some sign language, so don't mind me if I'm doing this. But if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord, you will be saved. So with that, and you will be, you will re, you know, sorry, let me start. If you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. So with that, I knew that was the first step. I knew the first step was to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus was Lord. So I thought, okay, with little kids, that's, I had that step covered. I'm good to go. I don't need to worry about anything. I'm moving forward. But then I got to kids and students, and it said helping kids and helping students take next steps with God. And I didn't really know what that meant. I didn't really know what that looked like in my life. And it wasn't until I got to our student group, actually, and a little bit past that, that I realized that the reason I didn't understand that was because I wasn't actually getting growing that close with God. I felt I was just covering one base there and covering the first base of believing in him and just thinking, that's it. 
me and him, we're, we have a relationship, I have a relationship with God, I'm good to go, but I wasn't actually pursuing a deeper relationship with God. So before I get more into that, I want to give this message to the Lord this morning, I'm going to pray for us. Father God, we love you so much and we thank you for today. We thank you that we can be here, that we can worship you, that we can hear from your word and know deeper about who you are this morning. And I pray this morning that whoever is out there, whatever is laid on their hearts this morning, that uh, they give it to you in this time, that they allow themselves to hear your word, to hear your truth. And I pray this morning that the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart are acceptable in your sight, for you are my strength and my redeemer. Amen. So... With this, with learning about next steps, one of the things that I was always taught, first and foremost, as a good stepping off point to kind of get into what next steps look like, was reading our word, was reading the word of God, was reading his word and diving into the Bible. But when I was looking at all this and I was looking at these first steps to take, I was thinking to myself, okay, as I'm writing this, I could go into just a list of steps. So I was looking up at different commentaries, list of steps, next steps that people can take. What are, what are certain things, certain steps forward that you can take in your walk with God? And then I realized as I was reading all of those, I could stand here, up here, and just list off just the top of my head 10 to 15 of them and explain what each one is. Or I could look at a whole list and just go word for word with each one. But then I realized that if I were to do that, I would just be creating a checkbox of, of a list of things you can check with your walk with God. Things you can be like, okay, so we have our beginning point, we confess with our mouths and believe in our heart that Jesus is Lord, and then we have our end point, which we be with him forever in paradise. But I don't want to create a checkbox or a checkmark sort of walk that you have to just check these boxes off and you get to the finish line. I want to bring up these daily steps, these first starting point steps, things that we need to do each and every day in order to grow closer with God. Each of these things that our main goal for this, our purpose for this is to grow closer with God each and every day, to know what our next steps are by growing closer with him in a deeper relationship with him. And like I said, first, a great starting point with that, a great starting point with our next steps is to dive into his word. For those of you out there maybe feeling with this walk with God that you have that you feel a little stagnant, you feel you're in a rut, you feel you don't know which direction you're supposed to be going or you don't know what you're supposed to start with, I ask you, if you feel or you're there and you feel you're feeling distant from the Lord like that, have you, uh, have you went into his word anytime recently? Have you read his word? Have you dove into his truth anytime in the past week, month? Because you see, it says in Psalms 119, Psalm 119, verse 105, if you want to turn to that really quick. And this is something we sang this morning in our first worship song this morning, that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So think about this. We have this path. We have this, this way that we're going with God. We need to know which direction we're going. But if we're not diving into his word, we don't know which direction we're supposed to be going. We don't have that lamp that's on our feet. We don't have that light to our path. We're just going any which way that we want to because we think that's the right way or we're just staying back and thinking, God, I don't want to move anymore forward because it's too scary to go forward. I don't know which way I'm supposed to go. But the Bible helps us. His truth helps us with being that light for our path. 
being that light of which way we're supposed to go and which first step we're supposed to take and the next and the next. Because his word is truth. God's word, the Bible, is truth. It's breathed through him. It is all that we need when it comes to our answers that we need, where we need to go in our next direction. It is the truth. Whenever I say I'm remi- uh, that it's the truth, I'm reminded um, during the summer, uh, Pastor Ryan Story actually came up to our student camp, and he, um, if you don't know him, he is our Burton location uh, pastor. He's also one of our elders here at the River Church, and he spoke about how the word of God is truth. That the truth that is the word of God is truth and that everything that Jesus did is pure truth and it's not about whether it is truth or not. It's whether you believe it's truth or not. Because a lot of times we can think, it's not really, this word isn't really, you know, fitting with me with this or, or you know, not really, you know, going with uh, what I want to do. But I'll have us turn again to 2 Timothy 3.16 which says all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. So if we want to move forward, if we want to take these next steps, if we want to keep finding what these steps are on our walk with God, we need to be in his word. Because if we're not in his word, we're looking with our own eyes. And our own eyes will veer us off the path. If we're not in his word, we can go two ways. We can either be in the midst of this despair thinking, God, I don't know where to go. I'm just sinful. I'm just messing up and I I don't know what to do. I'm just going to stay here where it's comfortable and it's safe. I I believe in you and I know you, but I don't want to keep moving forward. Or we go a second route, which is arrogance, which makes us think, God, I think I know what I'm doing. I think I know which way I'm going to go. But then we veer off the path and we stray away and we don't know where we're going. You need to look through the eyes of God and what his direction is through his word. Because his word is truth and his word is that light to your path. And when you're not in his word, you're not connecting with him. You're not growing deeper with him. You aren't understanding who he is. You aren't understanding the plans he has for you. You aren't understanding and believing what he did before for all of those who believed in him. You're just going by what you think and what you know about God. But ultimately, you aren't connecting with him, growing deeper with him, and understanding him more unless you're in his word. And when you are in his word, it brings you joy. It brings you answers that you need. Again, going back to Psalm, it it opens up that path and tells you which way you're supposed to go and, and lets you not be scared of what this direction is. It helps you be equipped for every good thing you're going to do for him. It helps you know exactly what truth is and what to do when you go out, when you continue down this path with him. And this isn't something that you just read once all the way through. I know we have a lot of challenges with uh, some of the students where we challenge them to read the Bible in a whole year. And uh, I actually also challenge you if you haven't done that. That's a really, really cool thing to do because there's things that you learn from his word that you didn't know. But to daily dive into his word. To daily look at his word and, think, and know his truth each and every day. To make a commitment to that. Because maybe the next step for you is to make a commitment to diving into his word. This is a daily step to take. To even know which way you're going to go, this is a daily step you need to take. And not only that, but our next jumping off point here is prayer. See, prayer is incredibly powerful. And a lot of times, 
again, we become scared and worried about what that next step may look like. Or we just are just stagnant again and we just, we just don't know which direction we're supposed to go. And we become comfortable with staying stagnant where we are. But it says again in Philippians 4, 6-7, I'll give you a little bit more time to turn to that if you were with us this morning. And these things, when we're, when we're talking about prayer here, it's, it's such a necessary thing to do and to, to, to combine it with Scripture as well. But it says here, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And I love this passage because it says, let your requests, requests be known to God. Because in prayer, you aren't depending on yourself for those answers. You aren't depending on yourself to know what your, requ- what your request's answer is. And as I was going through this and learning more about prayer, because believe me, I, this is something that I really need to commit to every day as well. I was watching a sermon on, uh, that Pastor John Piper was talking about, and he said that with, with prayer, it's the time to convey a message to God. It's a time where you are giving all of your attention and words before God. And even when you don't know what to say, it says in the book of Romans that the Spirit intervenes. That the Spirit in this moment intervenes and allows you and it speaks for you in this moment. And in that passage of Romans, which is in Romans 8.26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know what to pray for what we ought but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. In prayer, we are connecting so much with God. We are, we are connecting with him and drawing closer to him that the Spirit himself is intervening for us even when we don't know what we're meant to say. And we don't know how to convey our message to him. The Spirit intervenes and our connection with him is closer. Really think about this. Imagine you have a close relationship with somebody, you met a new friend, or you're getting into a relationship with somebody, or you, know, you have family members, if you don't communicate with them, nothing is going to get done. You're never going to connect deeper with them unless you're communicating, unless you're talking together. And that's what this is. If you're not communicating with God, if you're not letting your requests be made known, if you're not connecting with him each and every day to take that time, take that time out of your busy schedule. We, I know we all have busy schedules, but I know at least in my life and Probably in some of yours, that busy schedule does end and that we take time for ourselves rather than time for God. We tell God, I don't have time for you because of all these things, but we do have time because we aren't setting aside that time to give to him, to talk with him, to pray, to be in prayer and in deep connection with him. Because when you aren't praying, when you're in the midst of prayerlessness, you're independent from God from all things. You're saying, God, I'll, I'll take care of it myself. I'll just, you don't need to know about this. And I know you already know about it. It's fine. I'll, I'll just move on from it. I, I'll just, I'll take care of it. But God wants to hear from us. Yes, he knows what we're going through, but he wants to hear from us because he wants that relationship with us. He wants that connection with us to talk with him. He could talk with us. And we refuse to pray, we are cutting off the connection. You see, we have decided, if you've, again, confessed with your mother, believe your heart, you've decided, you've, if you're following Jesus, you want a relationship with him, and you're starting a relationship with him. But if you aren't communicating with him, if you aren't in prayer, 
you're going to go nowhere with that relationship. But when you do pray, when you are in that deep connection, that's a time when fear goes away. And it says in 1 Thessalonians 5.17 to pray without ceasing, to not let go of that, to continue to dive and connect it with the word again. We go back to that first stepping off point of, of his word to combine his word with prayer. To combine what we read, to combine with what we're diving into with prayer and to pray his word back to him, telling him it is your truth. I believe in your truth. I believe in what you say. And I believe that through this, you'll get me through this time. You'll get me through this temptation. You'll get me through these sins that I'm committing. You'll free me from these things because one of the biggest lies we can be told a lot is that when we sin, when we fall short, we can't go to God with it because he's just too angry with us, too frustrated with us. He doesn't want to talk to us in this moment, but I tell you, in those moments, even in the midst of your sin, even after your sin, to go to him in prayer, to keep him in connection with you, to saying that, God, even though I'm sinning against you, even though I'm falling short, I want you still connected with me here, and I want you still a part of this. I want you a part of my life, not only in the good, but also in the bad, also in my mistakes, also in my mess-ups. So again, as I said earlier, a good a good step that you could take is to set aside that time to read his word, set aside that time to dive into his word and, and to know his word, also setting aside a time to pray. Setting aside a time to know him, to hear him, to make all your requests known to him, to never stop with that. And if that's something that you aren't in right now, the same reason if you're not in his word, I challenge you to take that time to pray, to be in prayer, to to set aside again that time to to know and to give all things to him. Because if we aren't doing that, we aren't making him a part of our daily lives. We aren't making him a part of what we're doing. We're just trying to go our own separate way saying, I got it. But in prayer, we are allowing God there to be with us through all things, no matter what it may be. And with that, to not be afraid to come to him with anything. God is there. And he wants that deep connection with you. He wants to be part of your every daily life. And if you aren't in prayer, you won't be intentionally building a relationship with him. You won't be intentionally growing closer to him. You'd just be trying to do things case, especially. And when I try to do things on my own, I'm not going to go anywhere with it. I'm going to fail. I'm going to fail myself. If I'm only talking to myself, if I'm not in prayer, it's pretty lonely because I don't know which way I'm going to go. And in that, in prayer, that also helps you with other things as well. That helps you with some of these next steps of praying for your enemies. Praying for those in that moment, not just saying, hey, I'm going to pray for you and not doing it, but praying for people in that moment to take those steps. Because when you're in prayer, when you're connecting with him, that allows you to pray for others as well. And going back to John Piper again, when he talks about prayer, he says that he's pretty selfish in prayer because most of his prayers are about himself. But with that, that's a stepping off point of when we're praying about ourselves, praying what we need, we can also then pray for what others need. 
through all of these steps, again, I'll add another thing here too, another jumping off point, and that is praise and worship. God deserves all the praise, and we are made to worship. Just think about this again, this, this, the truth that we know, that, that our sin meant death, but Jesus Christ died on the cross and rose again. That way we can have eternal life through him and be freed from that sin, which deserves so much worship and praise. That is such an amazing thing that happens. That's something, yes, that those of us who are on this walk with God, that we, we know that's the truth, but are we really actually praising God for it? It says in Psalms 145.3, give me a second to turn to that, but with that it says, great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. We have such an amazing powerful, loving, kind, gracious God. That in the midst of our sin, in the midst of our mistakes, in the midst of us all falling short, that he took the punishment we deserved. Christ took the punishment we deserved. If we aren't praising him, if we aren't in worship with him, then we aren't, again, giving him the, 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 what he deserves in that moment. We are connecting with him because I'll tell you this much. This wasn't originally what I was going to talk about, but just now, just feeling convicted with this, when we were worshiping before I was coming up here, the nerves that I had knowing, Father, I just, I don't know what I'm going to say. I want you to take this. When I was worshiping, I was freed from those nerves because I was reminded, God, you have this. You are great. You are amazing. You are powerful. And nothing that stands in my way will ever take me because you I've already taken it for me. You've taken my sin. And you've washed me clean from it. And that I just felt joy. Because when we worship, when we give him the praise he deserves, whether that be through our actions, whether it be through what we're worshiping here on Sundays, or whether it be through even our prayer, giving him worship through prayer, going back to prayer again, because all these things, this word, his prayer, and worship are all connected. You're given this. Joy and fear is taken away. Casting out all that oppose us. Breaking the chains that bind us in our mind. Giving all glory to him. Because if we aren't giving glory to him, we may take these steps forward in our path. Maybe you're thinking, okay, I'm reading his word. I'm in prayer. I'm taking these steps forward. I'm doing these things for God. I'm, I'm teaching. I'm, I'm, I'm helping out with things. But if we aren't worshiping him, we're giving all the glory to ourselves. We're saying we can fall into that. We can fall again, like I said earlier, that arrogance of, look at all these good things I'm doing. Look at all these great things I'm doing for God. We're meant to worship. We are a people who are meant to worship. And I can go into several things with this if we aren't worshiping God start to worship ourselves, start to worship the things that are important to us. And again, like I keep saying with this daily reminder, worship him daily, not just on Sundays mornings. Some of the best things too when we worship him. It says in the books of Psalms again that, Psalm again that God dwells in our praises and in our worship. He dwells with us. 
He dwells in our worship. He's, he's here in this place. It's one of my favorite songs, the Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. We are allowing him in to this place to free us, to give us joy, to give us energy. I can tell you this much with, with worship. When I am tired, when I am just falling short, I'm like, I don't know what to do. The moment I am worshiping and giving praise to God, this energy fills me up because I'm ready to go. When I'm matching that with the word and within prayer, I am so ready to go no matter what it is because I know that he has it and that he is powerful. And you're thinking like, yes, we know that when, we're working, when we are following Christ, we know that, but we need to be reminded of that daily. The same thing within his word. The same thing within in prayer. We need to go to him daily because all of this is just to create a deeper connection with God and a deeper relationship with him. Worship him daily. Take time to worship, not only on Sundays, but daily, each and every day, whether that be through actions, through prayer, through song, and praise him through worship and loving actions and all of these things because One of my favorite things about the Bible with praise is that we have uh, King David. King David praised and worshiped God. And when I was looking at some of this commentary, some of the things I didn't know was that David, he praised and worshiped very specifically. There were times in his life that he needed to praise God for, that even in the midst of his enemies, he knew that he could worship God in this because he was powerful. And going back to, again, my my heart for, for kids' ministry, when I... One of my favorite songs that, we, that I did when I was younger and I kind of make the kids listen to at camp and stuff just because I'm ultimately just trying to make them listen to early 2000s Christian music because that was where the best era was. <laughs> not joking, that's the best era. We can, we can fight on that if you want, but it's the best era. And if you follow along with here, the, one of the songs is named Undignified and it's about just not caring what people see when you're worshiping God. Because, again, we can... We can be like, I don't want to worship God publicly. I don't want to, you know, do these things because it makes me look silly. It looks weird, you know. Maybe those of you who are new here with us and sort of the first time seeing this, you're seeing people raise their hands and thinking, what is going on with this? But in the book of 2 Samuel, we have David here who's praising and worshiping. He doesn't care what he looks like when he's praising God. He doesn't care that he looks like a fool because God deserves the praise. God deserves all of these things. So with that, that reminder, again, mixing all of these things together, because these aren't separate. His word, prayer, and praise, they aren't separate. They're all together. These are just ways of things that we can move forward because these are all daily steps, a daily step of worship, a daily reminder to worship him and praise him. And then our next point here is confessing. Because if we're reading his word, for in prayer, for worshiping him, and the excitement to tell people of the change in your life that he's made, the change in your life that Jesus has transformed you. I want to go tell people that. This summer, our uh, whole theme of kids camp was called The Greatest Mission, and it was like a spy camp. So it was like a mission if you choose to accept it sort of thing. And our whole purpose of it was the Great Commission. If you don't know what that is, that is in Matthew verses, uh, Matthew 28, which is go therefore, verse, verse 19, sorry, Matthew 28, verse 19, which is go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
And then I'll get into verse 20, teaching them to observe what I've commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So Jesus is commanding us to go out, tell people about him, tell people about what he's done for us, tell people about the transformation he has created in our lives. Because when we're growing closer with God, we're having a deeper connection with him, we want to tell people about it. We want to tell people that they don't have to live in their sin anymore. They don't have to be trapped by their sin. They can move forward with their life. They can, they can know a greater purpose. But again, we kind of grow stagnant with that. We grow uncomfortable with that. Because ultimately we have a world that tells us, you know, keep it to yourself. Keep these things to yourself. You know, I'm, I'm glad that you have this religion you have, but it's not for everybody. Make sure you're not hurting everybody's feelings. But it says in Romans 12, 1 through 2, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you, you may discern what is will, the will of God, what is good, and acceptable, and perfect. The world wants us to keep it to ourselves. The world wants us, you know, these things, yeah, we have, you know, we can read the Bible for ourselves, we can pray ourselves, we can, we can worship ourselves, but the world tells us to keep that in, but we're not meant to. We're not meant to conform to this world. We're not meant to conform to what they, they think. We aren't meant to just keep it and just, you know, not praise, praise it out there. Just we're one group of Christians. That's what we believe. And no one else needs to hear about this. But when you are in a deep relationship with God, when you're in a deep relationship with Jesus, that you just, you want to tell people about it. And when you're out there telling people about it, you are fulfilled in that way because you know you are doing, you're being obedient, you're doing what Jesus has commanded us to do, and you're watching and you're being a part of this transformation that is happening in people's lives. And mixing that with praise, giving him all the glory, mixing that with going into his word, knowing what to say in these situations, going into prayer, knowing what to pray for them with, and allowing the Spirit to intervene. All of these things, all this group of things that I've listed, the most important thing about each one is that you're creating a deeper connection with God. So going back to the list thing, you know, we could check mark boxes off. And if you were to t- ask me, Elijah, what does my next step look like? I could be like, well, we could sit down, we can figure it out and kind of see that. But if it isn't rooted in these daily steps, it isn't rooted in these things of growing deeper with God and growing a deeper connection with him, growing your relationship with him, you're not going to know what those are. Because most importantly, that's what it is. Your next step, your step ultimately is to continue to grow closer with God. To grow closer with your Savior. You can look at the Colossians 3, 1 through 4. Turn to that real quick. I really love this passage. I really love the book of Colossians in general. What I love about this, most importantly, is that I'll read it here. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So I'll stop there with verse 1. I'm going to stop there really quick. 
Because again, all of these things lead that we are setting our minds on things above. Ultimately, all of these steps lead we're setting our minds to things above. We're setting our minds to what Jesus has planned for us. We're setting our minds to what he is saying. We aren't, we aren't looking around us, looking at what we need to say. We are setting, again, our minds on things above. We are connecting with Christ. We're daily going to him. And continuing in verse 2, set your minds again on things above, not on things that are on earth for you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also, then also you will appear with him in glory. I was talking, um, when I was kind of going through the sermon again, I was just going to some of my leaders in my life. There was going to Josh and going to Pastor Ryan and also uh, Pastor Keaton. Uh, Keaton is our uh, student pastor at a Goodrich location, also young adults pastor. And uh, he, he, was, I was only looking at really Colossians 3, 1 through 2, but then he continued on with me about how we, our life is hidden in Christ. That when we're, we're in this relationship with God, we know that our life is with him, that we don't have to be afraid of anything that's happening here, but ultimately it's with him. So again, when we are doing these daily steps, setting our minds on things above, diving into his word, praying, worshiping, confessing, we are creating a deeper relationship with him. We are drawing closer to him. Because when we do, things that are ahead of us, things that are, make us fearful, we don't have to worry about those things. We don't have to be trapped in our sin. We don't have to continuously cycle through the sin that we have. We don't have to be scared to confess our sins to him. We don't have to be scared of anything ahead of us. And we don't have to feel as if we're not going anywhere because when we're drawing closer to God, we'll know where we're going. Well, now that we're growing in Christ, and that that light is ahead of us, and that he is guiding our path. We aren't guiding our path. He is. We are giving these things to him. So as this, as I was kind of thinking about this sermon with determining next steps, it's almost as if it's daily steps. Your next steps are these daily steps because it's always a jumping off point with that. And if you're out there thinking, I don't know what those next steps are supposed to be. How do I, how do I know what to, to read in the Bible? What, how do I know how to pray? I, I don't know, what, 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 how am I supposed to worship? How do I make these practices known? We have groups coming up here in the fall. We have these growth communities that, of a group of people, a group of Christ followers who are working through that together. Because the same question could be asked about your kids. How are they growing in Christ? What do they know about growing in Christ? We have a wanna that gives them up opportunities. There are students that they don't know how, you want to wonder, how are they growing in Christ? We have our student growth communities that, that help them and take those next steps with God. We have these growth communities, whether you're married or you're single or the adult growth communities. We have these groups of people. We have these groups of Christ followers that we are diving into the word together. We have these devotions that if you're wondering how to read the Bible, we have the ability for these devotions to know which direction we can go with this. So if those are something you're not part of, if you aren't part of these growth communities, I urge you to join those. Because I can tell you, when I first started here, I didn't quite know what these growth communities were, what they kind of looked like. I knew of, we used to call them life groups when I was younger. But I can tell you, when I'm in this, and I'm diving into the Word, even though I'm up here speaking, I'm you know, preaching to kids as well on Sundays. I need that community, I need that group to help me through even what my next steps are. And 
And then if there's those of you out there that you haven't even taken that first step, that you're, you don't know what it's like to have a life with Jesus, that you're, you're wondering if all these things, they don't apply to me because I don't have this relationship with Jesus, but now I'm wondering with this, the, the, the greatness that he is, I remind you again, because I'm going to say this, this isn't something just for people who are becoming new with Christ and getting to, getting to know a relationship with him. This is something we need to know each and every day as Christ followers, that the wages of our sin was death. But Jesus took that punishment for us. Jesus took the punishment we deserve to be so we could be free of that sin, that we don't have to be defined by our sin, we don't have to be defined by who we are, but we can know who we are through Christ Jesus. So for those of you out there who haven't taken that step, who are wondering what that looks like, I invite you out there. We have people here who can talk with you. Because this relationship with God, this, this relationship you can have with him is transformed. You are transformed by him. When you grow deeper with him, when you're connecting with him more, your life will change forever. It's not going to be easy a lot of the time. It's not always going to be, it's maybe confusing sometimes, but when you are going and diving into his word, when you are taking these steps to grow closer with him, all other things don't matter. Only Jesus matters. And only Jesus matters in your life of which direction you're supposed to go. So as I close here with this, all of us need that Savior. All of us need a Savior and need to know what it means to follow Jesus. And all of us need to grow closer with him. Because if you're thinking out there today, I don't need to grow I'm, I'm pretty close to them. There's always steps you can take. There's always stuff you can take. You can always read, dive more into the Word. You can always take those next steps. But when you are diving into this Word, you can know what to do next. Maybe some of you out there, you are diving into the Word. You're praying, but you need to know, you know, I have these talents. I want to I help with these things. We have ability to serve. Maybe some of you out there are like, I don't really know where to start with, with this Bible thing. We have abilities. We have these growth communities. You can tell, and we have these devotions that help you to know where to start. Reading his word daily. Praying to him daily. Praising him daily. Confessing him daily. And growing closer and closer to him. All the way up to that finish line. Let's pray. Father God, we love you so much and we, we thank you that you are powerful, that you are just, that you are good, that you are love, that we can give all things to you. And I pray that for those of us out there that are confused about what our next step is, confused about where we're supposed to go, I pray that we are diving into your word, that we're connecting with you through prayer, that we're worshiping you through our actions, through our praise, through our prayer, that we're confessing your name each of us out there that whatever that next step is whatever we need to do to grow closer to you that we take that next step and those of us out there that haven't taken that first step I pray that you're here with them that your love is shown to them that they can know that they don't have to be binded by their sin they don't have to be lost that they can be found through you we love you so much here says Amy pray.